0: Apologies, we're back, having a few technical issues, things obviously going brilliantly on the pitch for Villa, but sometimes on the Villa view, off the pitch, things don't always go as planned. Myself and Dolan were just revelling in, in Villa's current plight compared to where we were when we were doing the shows last season, and harping back to that Everton game where, where we conceded so, so late in the day. And most Villa fans would have thought that we we're absolutely going back to the championship, but... Light goals now is something that Villa do, Dolan, and, and we did it on Sunday with Ross Barkley. Still on a high, I imagine.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely amazing. I mean, my voice is still a little bit hoarse after um, after Sunday, and uh, I've calmed kind of down a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just been a, a dream start, and and like I said before, we we cut off. You know, looking at the table, um, no, it's where to where we were, even even when we did, when, when we did stay up, was just. Uh, it's remarkable. It's absolutely remarkable. And uh, I think today, two years ago, was Dean Smith's first game against Swansea. I believe. Yeah, I've seen a few videos yeah.
0: knocking around. Yeah. So to think a game from beating
1: Swansea to beating Leicester, one 0 away to to go second in the table and four to 100 percent record. Two home games now coming up. It's um. It's a great time to be to be a Villa fan and. Uh, I love that. I love that uh that little um video that, that, that they posted this morning. Um uh the, the Barkley goal. Um, oh, yeah from from the from the sort of set angle and uh Mings' is laugh when he's oh, over. But just the team spirit and uh, you know just the team spirit is, is 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 crazy and um you know uh Barkley sounded like he, he wasn't he wasn't fully fit t- during the week and to come back and and uh and just Deliver that bit, that bit of magic, that bit of quality that that we all know he has was um, was was exactly why you pay, you pay the money f- for those kind of players because they're match winners and um, it's nice now to know that we've got at least four or five match winners in our team as opposed to yeah. having to rely on one on one player as as we have done over the last um, few seasons. So no, absolutely buzzing, Dan, and and um, just a great great atmosphere all around. and and um, it's nice to have a bit of uh, a bit of joy in in what is a, a very a very kind of uh unjoyous time in the world at the minute. So um yeah, it's it's good that us and that are are
0: keeping us going. Yeah, I mean you were talking earlier before before it cut off about going into the the studio and the podcast booth and doing podcast that feels like it was a million years ago. I mean, if I, I don't even know if I've seen you in person this year. I know I have. I saw you, I saw you at the cup final, which do you know what yep. I mean. I've bare, barely seen you this year. We're coming on and doing these shows every week. And the ones straight after the game are, are absolutely euphoric. And we, we'll try and come on these and be a little bit more measured and, and analyse things a bit more. So you talked about David Smith's first game with obviously we beat Swansea 1-0. It was a Chelsea loan player that scored that day, Tammy Abraham. And, we're in the Premier League and, and still relying a bit on Chelsea loan players to, to back yeah, yeah. the goals for us. I mean mixed record with the Chelsea loans. It's, it's fair to say Ross has started like a house on fire. Tammy was absolutely brilliant. Drinkwater didn't really go as planned if, we, if we're being perfectly honest. But do you worry still about getting getting attached to, to these loan players and then that we might not be able to keep them or do you think now we're in the Premier League we've obviously got a really good chance of signing Barclay?
1: No, I think I I think I think we will sign Barclay. I do I think the way Chelsea are going um at the minute I think they're going back to the days of splashing the cash. Um, I think last season for Chelsea, bringing through the likes of Abraham and Mount and Tamori, and even playing Barkley more, I think was probably a um, a one-off for them um, because of the transfer ban. Uh, I do think if Chelsea had been spending the money they spent this season last season, bought Tammy last season, would um, have helped. I really hope. I really hope we can. You know, I really hope something can can, um, can come of that because I'd, I'd love to see Tammy back. I thought, I'd, I'd love to see. I'd love to see Barkley. Um, stay as well, and and as I said on on uh, on Sunday, if we if we keep this consistency going and we're in and around the top four, top top six, top eight, come come January, and there's a chance of getting into Europe or maybe getting into the top four, we can spend big money um, on on players, and you know I don't know the the ins and outs with the Barkley with the Barkley loan deal, but uh, if if we carry on playing the way the way we're playing and getting results, and, and he and he keeps on. Forming the way he has done in the last two games. I don't know why you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to stay at Villa, at a club like Villa. Um, you know, because he can become the the bigger fish along with Jack in a in a smaller pond. And um, I think those players like Barkley, they're, they're such naturally gifted footballers him and Jack kind of come from the same mold, you know, real kind of young uh, proteges, um, products of their of their academies. Um, you know, thrusted in the limelight quite quickly. Probably Barkley more than Jack, as Barkley broke onto the scene in the Premier League, and and he, he's never been relegated, obviously. Um, but I think uh, I think they they they're obviously very close, and and they come from very similar uh, footballing backgrounds. And um, to have to have players like that at our football club is um, it's an absolute joy. And um, I love I love the philosophy. I love what we're trying to do, and it's taken time, but. Um, but we're finally starting to see the hard work pay off, and you know we always football in football we want we want that instant we want that instant re, you know results we we want players to come in and hit the ground running and we we want our strikers to come in and, and, and bag and bag hatricks. But um, we're starting to see now, even last year, the players that came through last year really starting to to, to be the players that we thought that we thought they would be, um, especially coming in for 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 the big the big uh, price tags.
0: Yeah, it does show that players, obviously, coming from abroad, that they, they do need time to sell because Trezeguet and Louis are a mainstay in, in the team at the moment. I mean, I was reading Greg's article in the, on the Athletic, my Athletic colleague, and usually in the comments there, he did a piece on Barkley, and the comments there are usually pretty measured, to be fair. It's not like when you go on Twitter and you read all sorts of rubbish, and there was actually a few Chelsea fans in there We were really disappointed that that Chelsea let let Barkley go. We were saying that Chelsea were a better side, better with the ball, when Ross Barkley was in the side. And I don't know if you saw the interview with with Ross Barkley after the game on on Sunday. Obviously, we came straight on and did a post-match point, but I've watched it back since. And Barkley just talks about how welcome he's he's been made to feel at Villa. And you sound like he's getting the bug and the love for Aston Villa already, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, no, definitely, man. He seems like quite a a shy.
0: Yeah, he he comes across shy.
1: I don't know him. I mean, i've I've got a I've got a few friends at Everton who who know him well, and um and they say he's a great guy, and, and they're absolutely buzzing for him. And um you know they, I think he just loves to play football, man. And, and he's had a he's had a couple of um he's had a couple of ups and downs. He's had a few ups and downs. I know he had a bad injury as well, and yeah, obviously didn't settle. Obviously didn't settle that well at Chelsea. And there's some moving moving to to London from 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 Liverpool. And, on big wages and you know the, the bright lights of of London town, you know, it it certainly uh, it certainly got to me when I first moved to, to London when I was when I was twenty years old and it kinda it kind of consumes you and you uh, you can take your eye off the ball quite quickly and uh, and I wasn't on 125, 130 grand a week as I'm sure he probably was. i a more a more probably more you know yeah. listen all these things come into come in, come in play. But he's the kind of player. He's the kind of player that I just knew would would do would, would do well. Listen, it's it's only been two games. It's been two games. Listen, he's a two. He's had two very 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 good performances. Um, uh, and uh, it's early days. But he's just the kind of player that I think will 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 just just fit in, to, especially fit into what the what Smith wants to wants to do and the way we want to play you know we want to obviously we, we want to hit teams in the counter-attack and we, we want players who can carry the ball and 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 Barkley can certainly like Jack can carry the ball from one end of the pitch all the way down to the other and um yeah it's uh it's absolutely incredible and I was watching just on the game I was watching uh there's like a highlight reel going, going, going around with Jack um yeah sorry and Esther. unbelievable I mean honestly absolutely frightening and um I just found Adrian Durham's comments hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. And it's just pure clickbait. It's pure clickbait, And I read some of the comments and people were, were actually thinking serious. But he's not he's, he, he isn't serious. He's not serious. He's just nah. doing he's just doing that for he's doing that for clickbait. he's doing it for likes, he's doing it for views, you know, talk sport like to rub up rub people up their own way and um and uh I'm fairly sure he's he's not he's not that he's not that daft. Um because without Jack we uh you know, God
0: knows where it would be. Yeah, just just go, we'll come on to Jack and we'll come on to the talk sport stuff as well. Um, just going back to, to Barkley, so he's come in and played two games against strong opposition. Liverpool and Leicester are two of the tougher teams you'll face in the Premier League. And he stood out in those two games and made a difference for Villa. Obviously, obviously two goals already, but I'm excited for those games where you, you're playing against teams who just want to sit back and, and defend at home and you, you can't break them down. It's something Villa have struggled against in times and just having Barkley there, someone else who can produce that by nothing, someone that will shift the focus away from Jack a little bit as well. Often Jack's doubled up on teams aren't going to be able to do that as much now because there's another creative fulcrum in the side as well. So I'm excited for the, for the games against the the teams that don't want to come and play football. I think, I mean, I think Friday's game, which again, we'll come on to, will be very, very open, but do you know what I mean? Like you come and play, I don't know, Burnley at Burnley at home, for example, they might come there and be quite happy for, for a point. You've now got someone else that can unlock doors in tight games, and that, that's exciting when you think about what Barkley's done against the teams who do want to play football as well.
1: Yeah, listen, what I think. Um, I don't think Leicester particularly played uh, expansive football. On, on, yeah, they showed us a lot of
0: respect. Uh, um, yeah, they showed us a I lot of think, respect. I
1: think, uh, I think uh, the seven-two absolutely terrified everybody in the league um, because if you're Brenton Rodgers and, and you watch back the, the highlights of the of the of the of the, of the, the game we just absolutely picked them apart just you know it was a tactical masterclass is what it was and we have the players to 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 pull that off and I don't think Leicester were were expansive I know they were missing players but they they were doubling up they were doubling up trebling up on on on, on Greenwich and um, I think teams now sadly well not sadly but I don't think teams will be as expansive against us now because of the because of the dangers that we that we possess and you know, Leeds again last night try to be expansive and Mules just pick them off. And I honestly it's gonna be fascinating. It'll be the first home game at Villa Park since we beat Liverpool and it'll be really fascinating to see how Leeds how Leeds approach the game. But um no, Dan, I I thought Leicester I thought Leicester were very tactically astute and um and they were playing they were playing for a, they were playing for a draw or playing for a one nil and uh Luckily, we we just have that nice. Um, at the minute, we have the confidence, but, and we managed to and we managed to bag the one other sales. But, but there's no doubt they would have been they would have been really delighted with a with a point on Sunday. And um, there was no way they they came uh, uh, they they set up on on Sunday to to try and uh, attack us because we'll just pick them
0: off. Yeah, I think you've actually raised a good point there, and it kind of forces what I was saying. And that Leicester did sit quite deep about this when when you think about it. though they, they were they were pretty deep. Because they were worried about Watkins getting in behind and what Watkins did to Liverpool, and they didn't want that to happen to them. And I, d- I do give him some credit actually, because I do think that off the back of his hat trick, I think they marshaled Watkins pretty yeah. well. I thought the new guy, Fafana, I think he's only nineteen coming in. I know he's twenty yeah. million pound yeah. or whatever, but coming in and playing his first game as centre back, I thought he was very, very good up against a tricky opponent in Watkins. And I felt like, like he shackled him, and it was it was a it was a quiet game by the high standards that he'd given himself the week before for Watkins. Just on that, Villa didn't have an alternative on the bench to, to Watkins, obviously Keenan Davis is... I mean, we've said this a number of times. Keenan Davis is injured, of course. We've only got two two strikers on the books at the moment that, that are available to play, and then one of them misses out in Davis. You were a little worried about the striker depth still because outside the first... Uh, even the depth in general, outside the first, first 13, 14 players, you do feel like we're still a, li- a little bit light, and that just one injury to Keenan Davis has meant there's no striker to to come on for Watkins. Watkins went down at one point in the first half in the game as well. And you'll see up there, can't believe I've got my hand right, although I'm doing it the wrong way, but you've got a little live poll going on at the moment. So do you feel the squad? there's enough squad depth at Villa at the moment? You convert either yes or no on YouTube. I've got no idea where you do that or how you do that, but you're probably all cleverer than me and you'll be able to work it out. But is that something that worries you, in particular up front, the depth of the strike force?
1: Very much so. I, I think we... We didn't address it last season and we haven't addressed it this season in, in terms of in terms of depth. Um you know, I know that people will say that they see Traore playing up top as well. And when you look at the way we're playing as well, we're kind of playing similar to Liverpool's top three. I mean, we've obviously got more of an out and out striker and walk-ins, but during the games, Watkins will drift, will drift off. He'll drift off to the, to the left or right, and Jack will play through the middle, or Barkley will play through the middle, or you know, McGinn might make some bursting runs um, to you know through the middle. So we are mixing it up, but I, I really, I really do think that we need another 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 striker in there, and. Um, I yeah, I mean, as much as I love Davis and I love his work rate, he just doesn't score goals. He just he's just not a goal scorer.
0: And, um, I'm more concerned about his fitness, to be honest. Uh, he's always getting he's to, always getting knee goals. Yeah, always
1: injuries. And uh, listen, I'd really love to see I'd love to see uh, Louis Barry come through. I'd I'd stick him on the bench. I'd I'd I love. Scored
0: to, a couple. Scored a couple yeah, You're in the way didn't they?
1: Scored two really good goals against Wolves in the under under 21s, was it? Um, I'd love to yeah. see him. Come Certainly worthy of a, of a of a place in the um, um in the squad, but yeah, I do think we're lacking. I do think we're lacking, and I do think that we're um, we're short of a couple of players. I think we we probably have maybe thirteen players that we can really call upon to make a difference, and I still don't think that's quite enough. Um, I mean, I saw the Crystal Palace bench, uh, the Palace bench on on Sunday, and you know they had uh, Van Aanholt and Benteke um, Sackle was on there Milivojevic was on there uh Maximilian Mayer, the the, 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 the German uh, midfielder was on there who I rate um, very highly so they looking at their bench they had a they had quite a complete rounded
0: um, Benteke
1: Yeah Benteke yeah I said him? I'm sorry they had quite a quite, quite a strong quite a strong bench as well and I just feel that we're lacking a little bit of depth but we'll certainly get there and, and um, it's going to take time. And I don't think they wanted to bring in another three or four players to bed them in because we know what happened last year when we brought in 11, 12 players. It, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time to to gel. And um, and I think, I think Perslow and Smith really trust the the youth setup up as well. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw, I mean, you look at Ramsey coming through this season, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if we saw Barry come through and, I think if, if we did a poll on on whether or not uh, fans would like to see Louis Barry um, in the squad, it'd be pretty uh, unanimous. You know, there's no there's no there's no way Barcelona send a player up um, uh, like him and, and for him not to be quality. And I think Perzo' was really uh, really and Smith and Perzo have, have massive massive hopes for um, for him. And um, I do think if we had it gone down uh, last season. And Jack had have gone. I think he probably would have been um, featuring quite heavily for us this season. But um, I love the same in and around that, in and around that, uh, that, that first team uh, squad. And uh, but I, again, I said, I said on the on the on the post match that we are only maybe seven, eight, nine games away from January. And if we can if we can get ourselves through to January and, and then reassess it and see what we need to do, then uh, I certainly think that we'll we'll will uh, we'll attack in um in January for sure
0: I mean the quality is there in the team now I think that that's a big thing maybe that wasn't always the case last season and the word we're kind of hearing around the place now is that they don't want to just buy someone for the sake of it that they won't do that that was what they did last summer there's obviously been lessons learned from, from 12 months ago 13 months ago now that they'll they'll wait for the right player to come along and if they need to spend the money and the right player does come along owners have obviously got the money and they're prepared to do that so yeah. it's difficult isn't it because whilst you feel the squad is a little short I mean the, the vote just popped up on the top of the screen there and it's unanimously pretty much saying the squad isn't strong enough but you don't want to just bring some someone in for the sake of it I mean Greg and myself on The Athletic yesterday did did a little little segment on bringing in free transfers and obviously Daniel Sturridge is a name that's that's always well, knocking around a Midlands-based player but again you can't rely on him to stay fit the, the same as Davis. he's, he's Gonna command a, a decent wage, still. and It doesn't feel like there's a, a point in, ta- in taking that risk, maybe, and that's what they're thinking. And they do want to wait for the right players, and yeah. it's just a case of being patient for us now, I guess, and obviously hoping Wesley can come back sooner than expected as well.
1: Yeah, I was going to bring I was going to bring um, uh Wesley up as well, but I think with Wesley, he may be back, you know, by by the end of the year. But in terms of being fit and getting match match practice and game time, it's gonna take him. I mean, we saw with with McGinn that took McGinn. Yeah. a good 11-12 good games to really find his feet and um, you know Wesley's not going to be in and around that starting 11 um anytime soon Um, I think he's won for next season if I'm being be honest it kind of reminds me a little bit of Kodja you know whenever we got Kodja in and there was the kind of there was the the, the, the the there was the goals from Kodja not that Wesley was prolific but came in and, and then he had a massive injury and it took him it took him a long time to sort of settle back in and then Kodja never really find his form again, but I'm hoping with because he's a he's a lot a lot younger. Um I'm hoping that we can see we can see the best of him. And um listen, if you see the way Trezagay and Luis um have improved over the last uh twelve months, then, you know, I think Wesley can can certainly can certainly follow in their in their footsteps. We saw glimpses from Big Wes last season, but um he's very raw. He's very, very raw and he just needs game time. And um uh yeah I I still think. I still think. Even with him, I still think we're still uh, a striker short, and I still think we're a left back short, and um, possibly um, another centre mid. Um, but the bench wasn't too bad. He, he was on the bench on on um, on Sunday. You'd steer, um, El Mahamady,
0: Engels, Engels, Nakamba, and Nakamba, and Alconner. Yeah, Trev- Connor and- Yes, it's a good bench, but it's a couple more injuries, I- and you suddenly where are you going for players? That that's the point, I think. Yeah. That, that's the point there isn't it you look at, you look at Liverpool and uh, I
1: never I never thought that, that Liverpool had a had, a, had a had an amazing amazing squad and they've got a they've got an amazing sort of 12 13 players but if you look at their bench you know last season they had like the likes of Elliot and um Harvey Elliot and um Shakiri and Origi and uh you know a few of the of, of the of the younger lads um that that came through and never the the their bench never really blew me away, so um, it's just you should just keep keep them fit. Uh, I suppose injuries are a part of the game, and you never know. It's a big, big if. Yeah, you never know when they're gonna when they're gonna strike. But um, no, I'm, I'm fairly I'm fairly confident. I think you know we all we all worry what would happen if we lost Jack. But looking at looking at it, the quality of of um, of Barkley and and uh, and the like, then um, no, I'm fairly I'm, I'm fairly confident.
0: Sorry, just plugging the old laptop in. The battery was absolutely draining faster than I expected. So that that's in now. So you won't, won't lose me, which is good for Dolan because I'll, I'll be interested to see you pad on your own. I'd I'd like to see how how you go with that. To be honest, you talked about needing a, a new left back. Now I thought Target was br- brilliant. I know you just haven't even had another option. You're not probably not sure on Neil Taylor, but I thought Tar- Target was brilliant was on, uh, on Sunday. He really got stuck in as well, something that he something that people say he shirks, but he really got stuck in and mixed it on Sunday as well. The whole team did. But to yeah. say that from him is really encouraging.
1: Yeah, no, he is good, but again, like you worry about his fitness and you also worry about competition for places. You know, I don't think Nate Taylor's gonna be pushing gonna be pushing target for um for for a for for, for for a start, you know. So his his position's fairly fairly comfortable. The, the likes of, of uh the Simon Watkins and, and Co. But I just think we just need a bit bit of depth in there Um, uh, because I think there's no, there's no left backs I can think of at the club that are really emerging from the youth setup. I know, I know Courtney Halls can play left back, but, um, but again, not, not, not a player you'd think would, would trouble, whatever trouble target for for a a starting place. But listen, target, target for me, he's been, he's been excellent and, he, he he can be a bit of, a bit of a, a fall guy at times, and, and does get a lot of stick um on unjustly at on times. Um, he's still a young kid. Still, he still it was pretty much his first full season in the Premier League last mm-hmm. year. Came came for a lot of money. Um, played at Fulham for the last six months of of um of the season when they went up. So he's, he's played Championship football, um, football. I don't know how many league like, appearances he made for Southampton. So last probably year,
0: under but, fifty. I'd, under fifty, I'd say.
1: Yeah, so last season was, was pretty much his, his Premier League debut season and I thought his numbers stacked up quite well and and to go from from a left back like Neil Taylor, who was great for us, great servant um for us and a great professional, you know, he sc- how many goals of targets He scored the winner against Brighton, scored the, the winner he scored again he scored against Leicester.
0: Um New cup, yeah.
1: you know, several, several, you know, great uh set pieces and Assists him and Jack. I thought linked up really well uh, uh, last season. They had a really good understanding. So um, I think he'll get better. I think he'll get better. He seems to tire. um, Well, he seemed to tire a little bit towards the end of games, but his fitness looks a lot better. And if we can keep him injury free, um, yeah, I think he'll be. I think he'll be a really, really good, good um, uh, left back for us.
0: I think that's a key. A key thing is the relationship with Jack. So people. There's always going to be someone who you're talking about in the first eleven about replacing, and it's, it's I think it's Target in the first eleven at the moment. He's probably the one that fans look at, and he's the one that a lot of fans on social media would wouldn't be having. But he, the way he links up with Jack, it's it's a joy to watch that that lovely little link up down down there in the first half down down the bottom corner with Jack Jack's back heel to him. They read each other well. Jack knows where Target's making the runs to. Target knows where Jack's going to put the ball. You think about that goal against Leicester in the Cup. That was very, very similar to that. And again, another little drag back from Jack puts target through for the gossip There, their, their link-up play down the left flank is actually really, really important to us, isn't
1: it? Yeah. Well, you look at even even Trezeguet's chance as well. It was very, very simple. And again spread up spread a ball over the target. Brilliant first touch with his left foot. Um, lays it off the Jack. Jack plays it in for for Trez, and and, um, and in my opinion, should be one nil. But yeah they link up they link up really well um and uh yeah i do think i do think target is is comes in for a bit of a bit of on un, un, unfair flak. um i think he's this season especially he's, he's been he's been very good i mean made the mistake against uh sheffield united you know, in the first game of the season which was a bit rash but apart from apart from that i think he's um he's a good seven eight out of ten most weeks and um you can't really ask for much more. He's he's pretty consistent. No, and it was
0: Martinez that, that bailed him out against Sheffield United, you know, saving a penalty. Just talk about him a little bit. Villa's goalkeeping department is is incredible because you think when Heaton's fit again, our mm. time Martinez is one of the best in the Prem as number one. You're then looking at Heaton as a number two, arguably the best number two in the Premier League at, at that yeah. point when when he's fit again. And Steele would be high up in the, in the number threes as well. So you look at that as a, as a goalkeeping three, and that that's just incredible, considering the problems we've had with goalkeepers over the last few years as well. That's an incredible place to be at, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's it's phenomenal. And I know uh, uh, I know
1: big. You know, we well, we we both know big cuts and 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 how hard he works um, with those with those with those uh, goalkeepers. He he's made a massive difference um, since he's come in and. Um, he's been he's been brilliant um i i even thought he t- he took uh Neyland's game to to the next level and i yeah. thought nilen was probably a little bit unlucky to to be let go but i think when you look at, at the competition for places we have with Steer, uh, martinez and, and heaton i mean yeah you you feel a bit for heaton and Steer because martinez is just he, he's he's rolls royce like he really is he's um even as a fan i mean you you, you talk about the the confidence that the back four must have playing in front of them, even as a fan watching Villa, the confidence I have watching Villa, knowing he's 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 our honorable number one is um it's very it's very strange it's very bizarre um he's just to have that feeling he's he's just so he's just so assured um he doesn't rant and rave but he, he, he just he's a very very calming influence um you know he's worked his way you know ten years at Arsenal he's worked his way the last 10 years to, to, to this moment and um, no one deserves it more than he does um, three clean sheets out of four how many clean sheets did we get by the way last season
0: I dread to think I'd certainly would be surprised if he was more than four or five be well surprised big, if he was big more than big, four or five I'm sure someone three, will let us know
1: have three out of four um, so far this season is again what a what a what a rise, you know what? What a what a jump from where we were last season, and um, you know all we're all we're hearing week in week out from pundits is, is how bad the defending is in the Premier League. But yeah. listen, you watch you watch Villa and you watch Conza, incredible, incredible, and um, you know like h- harking back a bit to Perslow's interview last last summer when he said about ban players that are assets. And we'll, you know, we'll, will obviously make the club money if, if, if needs be. You look at McGinn, two and a half million pounds. He's probably worth about fifty million quid now. Konza, what are we bound for? 12 and a half easily in this in this market. He's a thirty-five to forty million pound centre back. If if Maguire's going for eighty, then if if Konza keeps this up, he's he's thirty-five to forty million pounds. Mings, forty million pounds. Luis, twenty-five to thirty million pounds. Trezeguet probably fifteen to $20, 20 million, you know. So I think it's justified. I think last season's business, um, in the long run, is going to service is going to serve us well.
0: Yeah, that's, a, that's another good point. Just back back to Martinez because I haven't finished talking talking about him before you you go off el- elsewhere talking about everyone and everybody but Martinez. Throwing my notes all over the place. What I, what I find amazing is that. Do you know, like when Nealand and Johnston were signed and they were thrown straight in, we were all over the place. It's not easy to bed a new goalkeeper in. He literally joined and then he's playing almost immediately against against Sheffield United in that first game. It's been non-stop ever since. It's not easy to just have a new goalkeeper and everything to just look as composed and as solid as it does. And it literally looks like Martinez has been the goalkeeper at Villa for for 10 years. There's just been no disruption. And I I find that absolutely fascinating because, as I say, when we throw Johnston in, when we first got him on loan, all over the place. Same with Nealand. It is not easy to just throw a goalkeeper straight in. It is testament to the back four, really, and testament to Martinez of how well that has gone.
1: Yeah, but I think as well, he's come off the back of such a such an incredible season with Arsenal. You know, he played yeah. the last the last sort of nine games, or probably twelve games, if you look at cup, um, and then Charity Shield. Um, so he, he was certainly coming off the back of of a great end of the season and his confidence must have been sky high so he was probably coming in himself with his chest out you know he had nothing to prove Um I think Johnson and, and, and Nyland obviously had a lot to prove because they were fairly unknown but even footballers would have been watching Martinez last season and kind of going wow like well, was. But yeah, where, where's he come from football fans and footballers so they would have Mings and Kanza and the like would have known all about Martinez they would have known all about him they would have they would have watched him, you know. Obviously, we played against them uh, again at the at the tail end of last season when we beat Arsenal one nil. Um, so he's kind of had the 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 fortune of because this has been a, a season or a preseason like no other. He's kind of really only had a few weeks off and he's been straight into it. So essentially, he's not rusty in terms of game time. But as you say, Dan, it's to to gel that quickly, to gel that quickly um, with a back with a brand new back four is. Um, is incredible and and uh you know yeah it's just it's it's testament to the whole setup really testament to the coaching staff testament to to the club and and for us to even attempt to buy him to buy Martinez you know when i heard there was there was possible there was possible talk i actually kept my mouth shut after after last season but um <laughs> there uh when i heard there was there was talk about him coming in i was I was like, there's no chance. No chance. Oh, I, said,
0: I said to you, no way. No. no yeah. way will that happen. No chance. And
1: uh and lo and behold, lo and behold, we uh, you know, we got him. And he's uh I said I'll, I'll listen, I've said it pr- probably every week since I've been on here. He's for me the signing of the entire summer across the Premier League. He is just um yeah, I mean, you again, you look at every big club and, and you look at what um all the pundits say that you don't win anything without a without a top goalkeeper. You just don't look at Chelsea, look yeah, at what's happening there. You do not win anything without a top, top goalkeeper. And um we have a top goalkeeper and two top centre backs. And uh listen, it may not be Van Dyke and Allison, but when you got Mo- Martinez, Mings and Conza, who needs who needs v- Van Dyke and Allison, you know? Because uh I tell you what, I wouldn't swap I wouldn't swap those those two those two centre backs and and, uh, and, and Martinez for for, for many f- footballers right now
0: I mean Liverpool will be wishing they had a, a concert in a Mings at the moment with Van Dijk looking like he's going to be out yeah. for the whole season they'd absolutely kill to have one of them to into their squad to, to, to bring in now just a, a quick reminder, this is the Luke Live Lounge you'll see above Dolan's head you can get 20% off almost everything on the Luke Roper website, just use the code TVV20 and you can delve into their goods and get yourself some nice coats t-shirts, all that jazz yeah, do it, why not Right, Leeds Dolan. I watched them last night, and dangerous, dangerous territory here. I've said this to you on text today already. I Wasn't massively impressed with them, if I'm being honest. And as you said earlier, I think Wolves found them out a little bit. No, what you said to me last night was with nothing to worry about. Oh, no, 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 no. Didn't word it like that. Well, I said, I've seen. I said, well, I've seen nothing that I've seen nothing that frightens get, me. I think we my words.
1: WhatsApp. If I wasn't recording this on my phone, I'd get the WhatsApp up now and, and go wow. back and and, and tell. Tell everyone what you said. You said
0: was a horror No, no, no. If I was to pull your WhatsApps out from over the years, my God. <laughs> my God. If we had, if we had an out of context Chris Dolan account on Twitter, there'd be <laughs> there'd be all there'd be all sorts oh, on dude. there. But what I I do genuinely I didn't see anything that, that scares me. It is dangerous a dangerous thing to say ahead of Friday, but I didn't
1: but listen, man, the team should become the Villa park, fairness. You know, like I heard Stuart Dallas there, good old Stuart Dallas from Northern Ireland uh on the post match, um talking about Villa next up and then and what a great what a what a great um run of former on. And he's just right. If I'm Leeds and I'm going to Villa Park on, on Friday night, I'd be I'd be terrified, absolutely terrified. And um you know <laughs> they're just one of those teams. They they do get in your head and uh you know, the manager gets in your head and, and some of those players get in your head, but they weren't great last night. It wasn't a great game. Um no.
0: First they, half was terrible.
1: Yeah, they. I mean, imagine spending fifteen quid on Burnley and, and West Brom as well. Um,
0: no, but no, they, I don't think many people did. They
1: um, they didn't do an awful lot. They didn't create much. They had a lot of the ball uh, last night in the first half, which is what you'd expect. But they didn't really create anything of great note. I thought Bamford was quiet. I thought Phillips was very very poor. Um, their keeper as well. I was just just I was just thinking about their keeper. He's like 20, 21.
0: Game arrived about
1: French is he French under under yeah 20? um
0: it's a French youngster
1: yeah they didn't really do an awful lot to 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 really worry me and they are still made up of of the majority of the players that got them up last season if you look at at, at the nucleus of their squad I mean even yeah. though they got what twelve players they've about eighty percent of that starting eleven is still is still the players that got them up um, we we know today that. That Calvin Phillips is out for four to six weeks, which yeah, he can only help us. You know, another little bit of um, another little bit of good luck on our side because this isn't...
0: is what we're saying the other night. When you when your things are going well for you, suddenly you're rolling up against teams and people are getting injured. Whereas when things are going badly, people are returning from injury, people who don't score for ten games score against you, things like that. At the moment, and he's a massive part of how how they play as well, Calvin yeah. Phillips. He's their most improved player under BLC. so he's gone up three or four levels probably since Bielsa came in, but he's a massive part sitting in front of the back four of how they play. But that's the thing with Leeds. They will play one way. They, they, yeah. There is not, Bielsa hasn't got different plans. There is one plan. They will try, they will run themselves into the ground. They will press you till kingdom come. And they ran out of steam last night. We can defend like Wolves. We're actually, we're one of those teams that, that, that can defend and we'll, we'll keep it tight when we need to. We don't look like we're going to ship goals at the moment and you'd fancy us to score. So it, it is going to be an interesting game, but people are talking about it being a high-scoring end to end in, in the press. Like, yeah, I don't think it's going to be like that at
1: all. Uh, well, you just never know how it's going to it's going to pan out. I mean, we've got a Leeds fan actually coming on the show on 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 Friday for the post-match. Yeah. It could be uh, which could be good fun.
0: And yeah. uh, he ain't he ain't coming on if we lose, mate.
1: Well, hopefully, hopefully he will, because you know Leeds fans like to give it uh, give some sticks, So hopefully he can he can take his medicine, but um. Listen, it'll be it'll be a fascinating game. It's it's a, it's funny because the last game against Leicester, um, I wanted to write a few wrongs because we played them last time and got battered four 0 And the last time we played Leeds at home was the three uh, two, in the last minute was it Ruth scored in the last minute. I um, uh, yeah. remember it well. It was my uh, wedding anniversary. I was I was out in town <laughs> today, Absolutely miserable. And um,
0: Al assisted, I recall.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that again, it'll be again just lovely to just put put a few things read a few wrongs, put a few things to bed, and then, um, and obviously there's the there's the infamous Ellen Road game as well um two seasons ago and listen there's a bit of stick there's a bit of stick going on back and forth between villain Leeds fans. I respect Leeds I do I think they're a great club they're a great club and it's a great city and, and uh BLC yeah. coach. Um and I'm not one of these football fans that slag off other teams and, and other fans and other players because it just shows a lack of class. Um but they are, they are, um, they, they, they've kind of got my nerves, more so, not so much leads, but just the media and the way, and the way that they're being portrayed as, as this team. And has Belsa even won a major trophy? Has he ever won anything before? Has he ever won any silver I don't think he's
0: even won anything. Um, yeah, I, I think he must have done it in Argentina. I did watch a documentary on him, and I've completely forgotten any kind of information that that came from that. But I'm pretty sure he won stuff in in Argentina. But in the, in Europe, I don't think he has. But I think it's just his brand of football yeah. is he admired so highly, and the young coaches coming through like Pep, yeah. that he's there, he's, he's, he's this hero. Yeah. his yeah. hero. His hero, isn't
1: he? So, been massively endorsed by by both by both uh, and and Pochettino, and I think that's where the, where the whole media yeah. and the whole media um, loving came from from the fact that he was endorsed so heavily by by two by two um, world class managers. So, listen. Um, It'll be it'll should be feisty, um, should be entertaining. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Um How it's going to go again, I can't call it. But if I'm going to make a prediction now on the spot, um what I say, I'm going to go. I'm going to go three-one Villa. Ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go
0: one 0 Villa. Three-one Villa. Oh, I was why, fanciest for a one 0 nowadays. Why are you saying one 0 based on? It- because I'm basing it on last night's game, because I think we mm. can defend, and I think we'll score. Yeah, and I probably. don't think, I think, I think we'll, we'll sit back a bit more in this game. Well, I think you're forced to at times. Mm.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think that they'll still be expansive um, Leeds on Friday. Yeah, I they think.
0: will, but I think we'll have oh. enough. I, I think we'll have enough f- defensively for them. I mean, I, I'm, I'm like you. I, I, love that Leeds are back in the Premier League. They're a ma- They're a massive club. They deserve to be in there. But the media love fest, and he said something else. Then the media love fest. Is it getting on my nerves yeah. a little bit? They, didn't end, they haven't done anything yet. Yet yeah. they have been talked about. Are they, is this the best team that's ever been promoted? Well, yeah. are top seven two years running. So straight away, I'd say, I'd say they're better. They've done incredible since since they came up. So I, I like Leeds. I, I love Bielsa's brand of football. I think they're great being back in the Premier League. It's Great for Villa, Le- Villa Leeds to be a Premier League fixture again. First and foremost, because it's been a Championship fixture yeah. over the last over the last five five years. There's been two, two or three games. In the championship or, or whatever But I do think like You look at Sheffield United last season I mean what, what they did yeah. over, over the course of last season Is more incredible than what, what Leeds are doing at the moment Come back to me at the end of the season And we'll, we'll see where Leeds finish Great they're back, they won't go down But we've been talked about like the the second coming of All the famous Brazil teams and stuff And I, I just don't get it
1: Yeah I think it's the, the fact that they've been away for so long And the, I think it's the fall from grace they had as well, and and you know getting into the quarterfinals of the or the was it the quarters of the or the semis of the of, of the Champions League, and then almost going bust, and then obviously some of the owners they've had over the last ten years, and um you know it, your, your man Cellini was it the the, the Italian guy that came in and, and bought them, and didn't he sack didn't he sack a manager and then reinstate and then he, he got reinstated nice. the next day, nice. with, with Ram McDermott, and then. They've just brought in manager after manager, and then they changed their badge. Do you remember they changed their badge as well? Uh, which oh yeah, the,
0: the, the Pro Evo badge,
1: which was was, was was dreadful. And um, so they've been, they've, you know, they've been a bit of a they've been a bit of a caricature club. They've been a bit of a laughing stock. And um, I think it's just the it's just the fascination to where they are now. It's you know coming back into the Premier League, and but it does frustrate me because you know you hear last night and. There was a comment made by one of the, by, by the commentator saying, Oh, you know, Leeds have signed, you know, 12 players this, this summer and it's great business. Whereas we got, we got slaughtered for signing 12 players last summer. We, 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 were, we were told we're, we're going to do Fulham. But again, what the press don't seem to understand is that if we didn't sign 12 players, we would have had probably 13 or 14 players going, in, going, in, going into the last season. So we didn't have a squad. We had to sign 12 players. We just had to. And, and it's the lack, it's, you know, it's funny because if I was in the media and, and I was down and getting paid, to be in the media, I would do my research. I, w- I just would do. And I don't know why these pundits don't seem to do the research. And um, again, I was, listen, I love Monday Night Football, probably one of the best shows on, on TV. We didn't even get a look in last night. Didn- didn't get no, a look-
0: yeah, I thought that was strange. I didn't even look at the game at all.
1: And I was like, come on. I mean, is there any chance? I just found that a bit insulting. But suppose you have to earn the right, Dan. you got to earn the right to, to be talked about. And you got to earn the right consistently to be talked about. And, and, um, I would we, have thought
0: four wins in a row beating Liverpool seven two might have. Yeah, might I mean, me been a too. little bit of
1: a mention. But I'm talking about you know, throughout the course of the season, I think you got to earn that right and uh, and get the consistency as well. You know, if we can do it this season and then kick on next season, then then there's no there's no way you can be ignored. Ignored. It's a bit like Jack Grealish. It's it's finally taken three or four years for 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 pundits and and other fans to understand what a what a class act he is. And we knew we knew all along what what a player he was, but. It does take a bit of time, and you have to earn that right, I suppose, to be to be spoken about it at the top table. And um, but yeah, I was a bit, bit, bit pissed off last night that we didn't that we didn't get a mention and we didn't get looked at at all. Um, but that's what I've come to expect now with with the mainstream media, you know. Match today too glossed over it. You know there was nothing really talked about there. Danny, Danny Murphy, Murphy he, looked very upset. Murphy said we turned turned up the to spoil the party. Well, I don't think so. Danny Murphy, I don't, know, I don't know what, what, where where get that from, you know, and it's it's like I say, the, the these pundits they get paid, they get paid very good money, and they and they don't even bother doing the research, and and um, it it it's it's really it's really frustrating, um, but what can you do? It is what it is. Um, as long as we keep on winning and, and getting results, that's all I care about.
0: Yeah, and we've got about seven minutes left because, being perfectly honest, the only reason we're doing the show at 7pm tonight is because I want to watch the Champions League. So, we did ask for some questions, so we're going to rattle through some questions for the for the last seven minutes. So, one from Dave Powell here. This is probably our most attacking side since... Well, basically, since Martin O'Neill's been in charge. If this play, if our side now played Martin O'Neill's best team, who'd win? That's a great question, actually, isn't it? That's
1: a great
0: question. Yeah. He might be a draw.
1: Yeah, I just... Actually, I just loved... I loved... I loved Young and I thought even Downing was 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 was, was massive a massive influence for us. Milner, Petroff, I mean there was quality Carew. Gabby in his in his in his peak was, was was incredible. Pace always wins. That's a great question. Who'd win? Yeah, I think you're right. I'm gonna sit in the fence and, and say probably a draw. But then we didn't have a, a Jack Grealish. But then I suppose no. actually. actually yeah. Very similar to Jack Riley. Similar in a way. He was, he was a bit more direct. RC Young. He, he whipped he whipped he whipped it in. Um, a lot more was Jack loves to run with the ball and glide. Um, but yeah, I suppose Young and Grace are quite similar but yeah, I think I think it'll be a a two all draw.
0: Yeah I, think, yeah, I think it would probably be a draw. Yeah, I think a draw is probably a, a, a fair reflection on, on, on what would happen. He's a, a good question analysis. That... Yeah, but, but this team
1: needs to earn something it needs to earn the right yes. you know like you said like they They were six. What three? Three years in a row, top six, um, yeah. a cup final, and got into Europe. And um, you have to say so you have to earn the right. This is only four games, um, and if they can do it consistently, if this if this bunch of players can can do this now over the next two or three seasons, then then I think we, we can look back at that question and, and go, well, it could be a different story.
0: Yeah, we've got one from Hannah Gallier asking about Craig. Shakespeare's quiet entry, how much of an impact has he had on the team and the culture at the club. Surely he's playing a part on the start so far this season. But trying to dig to find out some information about what's going on. I've literally come back with, with nothing. So but it's not a coincidence, is it? Shakespeare's an astute coach. He's, he's been around the block and you can't you can't knock what he's done in his, his career really. He's been a manager of a team in the Champions League when Leicester were there. So I think it was only one game, but still that the point stands. But He's made a difference, and fair play to Dean Smith for, for getting someone like Shakespeare in. And he could have been quite pig-headed not to get another coach in, but they've, they've done it. They're good friends, and Shakespeare's done the business so far.
1: Yeah, well, you look at the warm up now as well, and it seems to be a real a real kind of bond. I mean, you got Terry O'Kelly and Shakespeare um, in the in the pre match, and and they always seem to have that huddle as well. And yeah, and it seems to be uh, to have that extra voice, to have that third voice in Shakespeare. Um, no doubt has made a massive difference, and and uh, yeah, listen, the guys, the guys, the guys, be successful ever, everywhere he's been. Um, you know, Leicester fans would say that he was a massive reason why they won the league that year. He was such a big part. Took took a lot of the training sessions as well um, that year when he was with when he was due to Ranieri. Um, I thought he did a pretty good job when he was in there as 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 head coach at Leicester as well. But yeah, there's no it doubt. wasn't bad. There's no doubt. There's no doubt, Dan, that he's made a big he's made a big, a big impact. But he's hard to get hold of. He's hard to get hold of. He's kind of keeping himself very much under the radar, and um, uh, which is kind of cool because he's he's a bit of a you know unknown at the minute because we don't really we, we haven't heard from him at all. But it's certainly making an impact. It's certainly making an impact.
0: Yeah, we'll just just finish with this one from Instagram, Alex D two two eight. Thoughts on missing out on Ben Rama. Well, I mean, we've covered the attack. The attacking cover till January earlier in the show. But were you disappointed to miss out on Ben Ramadolan, or were you like, "Man, not really that bothered." I mean, so, where's that, he going to play? Where would he play?
1: Where's he going to play? I mean, probably would be an upgrade to 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 Trezeguet, But then you look at the work rate that is putting in. It's.
0: Got trial in as well.
1: Yeah, I know, but I still think we can. Yeah, I mean, he he was probably a luxury. Um, I, can you go to Brentford and spend 50 million quid, 60 million quid on two players? I, 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 I don't really think you can, but um, yeah, I mean, I thought he was, I thought he would have been a cert, but when he, we, for me, I would have had Watkins all day because Watkins is the player, is more of a player that we needed than, than B- Ben Rama. And um, I think it's proven that, that, that Watkins has been a, been a great center, but it'd be interesting to see how Ben Rama plays in that way, in that West Ham team. Um, he's very he's Quality like he is, he's a quality player. And uh, listen, he's, uh, he's he gets to stay in London, and, and I'm sure it's a it's a fairly easy move. And um, he, even though it was a loan deal, there's no doubt that he'll sign there uh, permanently yes. next to, I think, I think
0: he's got to. I mean, yeah. for me, once we signed Watkins, i all interested in Ben Ramer. I thought he, that that ain't gonna happen, like you say, to go and spend 60 million on two players from Brentford. I, I didn't envisage that ever happening, and I'm happy with what we've got. We did get a stupid question on Instagram as well from someone called Chris underscore Dolan. Does Dan Bardell support Paris Saint-Germain or Villa? Nothing wrong with wanting to watch a bit of elite football, mate, a bit of Champions League football. There's nothing wrong with no, that. that I mean. The fact that, they,
1: that you bought all the training gear as well?
0: Got a few pieces, a few pieces. I mean, when you're sitting there wearing that hoodie and you're digging people out for clothes, I'd, I'd question well, whether, so that, what we do, whether that's...
1: getting get the Champions League next season and we played play PSG in the, in the group stages. what we're going <laughs>
0: Hello, a Villa hoodie or a PSG I mean, what, what an absolute pretty <laughs> dream. too. So, you know, it's a no-brainer. Obviously, I'm purely Villa. I just like I just like the, the Paris gear, as I'm sure many Villa fans do. I've seen a lot of people knocking around in the Jordans. If it's more Jordan, I like yeah, Jordan. No, that's, that's the thing. That, that's what it is. Well, we're going to have to go because we've got one minute till the Champions League kicks off. But it has been a pleasure to do this with you, Don. It's been a pleasure to talk about Villa winning, as we seem to do most weeks, at the, well, every week at the moment. Thanks to everyone for joining us as well. We really, really appreciate all the support. we getting a lot of love on social media as well, which is great to see. Don't remember to use the loot code. Get yourself 20% off. And also, apologies for the technical issues that we had on the start. Adam is a few strikes in now. You might not see him back on Friday, but we will be back for the post-match point even on Friday in association with Purity, probably around 10 o'clock, I would think. Fingers crossed for another three points for Villa. Cup the Villa.
1: Cheers.